morning, Ray. Good morning, John. How are you today? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I am doing fantastic. It is a beautiful day, and I can't see the thermometer from here. I like to give the weather report. I know you do. I, I'm assuming it's about 67 degrees. I, I think that you're pretty darn close. Pretty close. Yeah. It's a little bit overcast. Okay. So it'd be a good day to go fishing. You know, the best fishing is when it's overcast. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's really the best fishing? Yeah. Well, I'm hey. going with it. Hey, there you go. It'd be a good day to go fishing. And if anyone also, out there disagrees with me, feel free to tell me the best day to go fishing and the best bait to use and where to go. Because I suck at catching fish. <laughs> and it's also a great day for a podcast called Saturday Morning Sales Meeting. Saturday Morning Sales Meeting! Here we are again, ready to discuss some of the key points. Do you think I blew out the speakers on a Ford F-150 Ram 1500 no, because Duramax? No, in the editing process, mm -hmm. we're going to bring the highs down and the lows up. Right. To to our detriment sometimes. Normalize. Yeah, we're we're still it's, working on. Where you hear what these thumps are? This could be my elbow hitting the table. Right. Let me do a little test. I'm pounding on the table right now. Yeah. And the funny of, thing is, yeah. all those little things that you do like that. Yeah. They bother you worse than anybody else. <laughs> Well, when, I've only heard from me and you. When you go back and listen to it, of the people I've polled, you're the guy who's going to be like, "God, what is that noise?" Yeah. Hey, let me congratulate you, Ray, publicly Please. here. Oh, thank you. You just got a phone call, and it didn't go off uh, audibly. It did not. No, I'm so impressed. I turned my ringer off. That's proper etiquette <laughs> when doing a podcast. Uh, you, John. Do, you, you decided to start doing this today. <laughs> today. Today. You know, it's just part of being a professional. All right. Well, another part of being professional is to declare what topic we're going to speak about today. I declare we talk about three questions that we need to ask of every opportunity, as you like to call them, Absolutely. Uh, that comes to the dealership. And those three questions are? Who has the opportunity uh -huh. What happened during the engagement or of the opportunity? Right. And what is next? What's what, the next step in the process? What's our of course that? of action? Yeah. Yes. All right. So, yeah, I love it, man. Who, who took it? What happened? What's next? Okay. All right. So let's start by saying this, uh, this principle you and I strongly promote is that we cannot manage what we do not measure. We can't manage what we don't measure. Right. If we don't know what's happening... How are we going to get better? I love the, it's a numbers game, but how can you win the game if you don't know the numbers? I love it. Right? I you got to know the numbers. We have to know how many leads we're getting from all sources. And it's easy to determine that when we're talking about internet leads, because they all feed directly into our CRM and we can pull up that data at any time, any point. Right. At the end of the month, we know exactly how many leads we had. How about floor traffic? <laughs> yeah. Floor traffic. And let's, let's. Let's touch on phone-ups just briefly because I think most phone-ups phone are more likely to get logged than lot-ups just because two reasons. One, if a salesman takes it or a BDC agent takes it, they want to get credit for that deal. Okay. Right? And it, so they want to kind of claim their lead. Okay. So if, if someone comes in three hours later and just works with a random salesperson... 
they have some ammo to say, wait a minute, I logged that guy. You yeah. Know, yada, yada. So, well, on one hand, I would say themselves. if there's a BDC, absolutely. The, the chance of them being logged, uh, you know, close to 100% of the time is very likely. Yeah. With salespeople, if salespeople are getting the inbound calls, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I've still been in a lot of dealerships, and they, they kind of put it on a piece of paper in their pocket, right? Or, or ask for me when you get here, right? And write it on the calendar on their desk. If so, if if that, but you know, hey, my name's Ray. Don't forget to ask for me, right? Well, well, one thing that we can do that's very simple is just install a receptionist log, right? If if we have an automated system that you know goes to a specific department or person. Well, we got to kind of count on that department or that person to take care of it. But if it's just a, the phone rings, the receptionist answered, hey, I need a salesman, and she pages, you know, sales line two. Yes. Well, we can kind of install a stopgap there at the receptionist. Correct. uh, There's an easy fix to that. Yeah. Just put a simple log. And uh, phone number, time, and who took it. I've worked with multiple dealerships who have implemented that process, and it's not asking a whole lot extra of that person who's answering the phones yeah. anyway. I mean, they typically have a message pad there anyway. Well, right. This is just a little phone-up log pad. Yeah. I mean, how you? Uh, most places, how many are you getting every day anyway? Right. Five, five to ten, maybe? I would agree. And it also, I think, another detractor to logging it as a salesperson is if they don't have a good, whether you want to call it a script or a process or whatever, as a salesperson, if they haven't been trained on good use of the phone as far as an inbound phone call, then they may not get to the point of getting the person's name or getting their phone number. It's just... They immediately get into the, hey, why'd you call? And let me answer that question. At the end, say, oh, by the way, what's your name? Right. Yeah, it's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, when the customer says, all right. The, yeah, th- th- thanks for the information. They, oh, wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> hey, what's your name? Yeah. We can, we feel like there's an easy remedy. Right. As far as at least right. knowing how many inbound phone calls you have. Yeah, how, okay. you can at least get how many did you have and who took it. And without getting too far into the weeds, let's kind of touch on the topic of floor-ups and logging floor-ups. Let's do. This is kind of another can of worms that we can get to on a later date, right. you know, floor logging. That's a topic in and of itself. But the importance of it is, obviously, if we don't know how many and who took it, how are we going to do all of these things like manage our, our marketing plan? How are we going to train the salespeople? How are we going to... Uh, come up with a better sales process. You know, all of these things are dependent on knowing how many we got and who took it and what happened. And do you have a more valuable lead other than the person who made the time to come into your dealership to look at cars? (laughs) Right. right? right. I mean, who is, uh, who else do you want to spend your time with? You know, I mean, somebody who may be a month away from buying who sent you the internet lead or the guy who took the time or woman who took the time yeah. to come on your lot and actually look at a couple of cars that they were interested in. Yeah, I mean, the, the data shows that the people that are on your lot are going to buy a car within like 48 to 72 hours. Right. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> it's somebody pretty, who we... Pretty damn important. Yeah. We want to track that guy. Right, right. And, yeah, we want to know what happened. We want to know where in the sales process did it break down. And national average, we only log 60%. I mean, we even say that may be a little high, but let's just go with that. Um, And typically the reason that they log is because they are actually got to the point that they're working a deal. Right. We go through the the meet and greet, needs assessment, presentation, maybe even a demo drive, and then we get back and and we don't log them until we sit down at the desk. Okay, we're ready. We're going to work numbers. Right. Well, because I think it 
it goes to weak salesmanship, really. Because I think salespeople are afraid to try to ask for that information until they're sitting there and they feel like now they have a valid reason to ask for that information because I'm going to get you numbers. So in order to generate these numbers, I need to get some information from you rather than raising the value of me. Which is a silly way to believe because I mean, can you not give somebody numbers without knowing their name and address and phone number? I mean, come on. But again, I think, you know, just accepted and and they just believe in their heart. Okay. This is a valid time to ask. Well, there's a, a psychological phenomena of reciprocity it's called right Right, if i give if i'm going to give you something i feel more comfortable asking for something in return (laughs) right right so i'm going to give you numbers therefore now i feel like hey by asking you for something which i mean again goes back to the kind of a weird salesman mentality of you've already spent an hour with them You've given, 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 right. given. <laughs> I've done nothing but, yeah. Right. But now all of a sudden, because, yeah. so there's some you know, kind of weird psychological thing where salesmen feel okay to ask for that during a write-up phase. Yeah. Well, and I think and it's, it's almost, it, it may be because they know they can't go to the tower and go, hey, that <laughs> yeah. guy over there. I got a guy stuff. sitting at my desk and he wants numbers on this. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, what's his name? I don't even right. see a name on here. Right. Yeah. So yeah, maybe it's the, it's the neg- it's the avoidance of a negative interaction, not than, the pursuit of a positive interaction. Amen. Yeah. And and I feel like they don't see the value in somebody giving you their information early on in the process, right? I mean, everything is value versus cost, right? Well, the cost is if you, if I give you my information, then you may call me all the time or hound me or you know use yeah. it to, for some other marketing ploy so it's what are the value propositions in me gaining your information early on to be able to make you feel like hey it's valuable for me to give you that information but again okay. i think we can go down that rabbit hole <laughs> right right pretty far but we can all agree that i i don't think i've ever run across a dealer where they have said I am 100% comfortable with the amount of ups that we actually catch into our CRM. Oh, yeah. Most of them willingly admit, no, we could do a better job at that. Yeah. So let's just move on from that, assuming that we all agree we could probably do a little bit better job at that. All right. Or or much better, depending on how honest you are. (laughs) Right. Um, All right. So we've got the, uh, the importance of logging. Let's go on to the first question. Yeah. Who took it? Yeah, so we need to know who took it from a perspective of what do we need to coach on with that person? Well, and we can kind of stir in this mix, who took it and what happened. I mean, those are kind of two joining things. You can't yeah, have one and, without the other. Well, and, I, and maybe the, the who took it really still is on the side of the logging issue. Right, right. But in order to know who took it, that's going to help me know, you know, I mean, I've been at dealerships who – you know, hey, I want to implement your process across the board. I want everybody to get on board, except for don't work, don't mess with this guy because he's a consistent, you know, eighteen car a month guy. Yeah. But as we start to look, well, the guy's you know burning and churning every lead he gets, and if you look at the closing ratio, if you were really accurate, accurately depicting how many people he talked to, you'd realize he's your worst closer. He's just, you know, hey, you, you, is anybody with you? Okay, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with that guy down there, well, too. Well, you use the example of the, the one-man internet department, right? right. Uh, you tell the story of going into a dealership, and they're like, okay, we want to do everything except for the internet leads. We've already got a guy doing that. Right. 
And you're like, well, what if the BDC did it and set up appointments? And they're like, no. No, but so, right. So it was dealership in West Virginia. I won't name the dealership, yeah. but they had one guy who was handling all the internet traffic. And, yeah. and he said, well, you know, I mean, he does a good job with that. And I don't want to take that from him. And he's been here a long time. I said, no problem. I said, well, in order to have some consistency and be able to follow up on those leads in a timely manner. Wait a minute. And just to clarify, the guy's, the guy's selling 15 cars a month, yeah. getting three or 400 internet leads. So he's closing to like four or five percent. Yeah, no, it's horrible. Okay. Yeah. But go ahead. So I said, well, fine. You want that guy to have those leads. Let's let the BDC handle those leads. And then they'll just schedule the appointments for that guy. Yeah, and the GM looks at me and says, "No, I don't want to give them all to that guy. Am I going to give all these? Why would I give all the appointments to that one guy?" And I said, "Well, you're giving them all to him now. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean you don't want to give them all to him? What what do you think you're doing? You're giving them all to him." Yeah, the BDC would schedule out of 400 internet leads. Let's say they schedule 60 or 80 appointments. Right. Right. Well, they don't want to give 60 or 80 appointments to to one one guy. So yeah, it's just the the logic doesn't work, but. So we got the who took I, I want it. to clarify that I don't know if my numbers there are right about 60 to 80 appointments, appointment ratio, well, yeah, on internet leads, right. whatever. You're just throwing out numbers. I, I could You're a car guy. Through. What do you yeah. Come on, man. Well, let's think about it. 400 internet leads. Uh, you want to have a contact if ratio. You have a, a 40 if you had a 10%, right? Yeah, closing ratio. Yeah, yeah. So you'd right. want to be selling about... 50, I would say. 12, 12 to 15%, I think, is a good target yeah. internet closing ratio. Yeah. If you're, yeah. So if you're doing... Be, yeah, that'd be so uh, 50 to 60. All right. And this guy's selling 15 or 20. Right. And you think he's... You <laughs> yeah, know, and he's the, doing the best a great sales, job. Salesman yeah, in the world. He's doing yeah. a great job. All right. So, so who took it? And also, I don't want to gloss over the fact that by knowing who took each lead and moving on to the what happened... Now, I have the opportunity as a manager to coach that person, right? If they've got a low closing ratio, great. Let me work with you and help. Where are we missing it in the process, right? Are we getting all the way to one point and that's where we seem to lose it? Let's train on that aspect of your process so that you can overcome those Exactly. Levels. So you can do individual training, which sure. is why I say the who and the what happened kind of is a all-inclusive kind of two questions. Absolutely. Right? We want to know who took it and what happened. Because, yeah, if we see that salesman X keeps getting stuck at the write-up phase, you know, he's great at the presentation, man. He, he makes people feel at ease. He's wonderful with customers. And then, then he gets to the write-up and he loses, you know, half his deals. Oh, yeah. Well... We may have somebody else who catches eight ups a day and goes on three test drives. Well, we got a problem there in the initial engagement, right? Yes. But if we don't have this data, then we don't know how to coach. Right. We, yeah, we don't know who to coach. We don't know what to coach them on. We don't know if there's a breakdown in maybe our sales process. You know, a lot of times throughout my career, it started out that the process kind of standardized across a lot of dealerships was you did the trade-in right when you came back from the test drive and you were going to do a write-up. Well, you sat down, you got the trade information and you handed it to the sales manager. And then you kind of talked about kids and baseball until they got done with the appraisal. Right. Now, then we kind of changed the process. I was instrumental in the dealership I worked at and putting the trade value uh, their trade appraisal right up there with that early manager introduction. Yeah. You know, we're shaking hands. We're talking about why we're here. Hey, we'll go look at cars. Let them be doing your trade appraisal. Yeah. Hell, they take forever. It's going to save you time. Yeah. All right. 
Anyway, we couldn't have done things like that if we weren't actively managing and measuring our process. Right. And it comes down to process. So, and this is really for, I mean, it's as much, if you're a salesperson, you need this in order to improve yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you're a manager. And make more money because you're going to close more deals, hopefully. Theoretically. Yeah. And then if you're a manager, you need this because how are you going to improve your dealership? Because you're right? going to make more money and close more deals. Right. right? There's only <laughs> two ways to close more and, deals, Sean. And if, you're, and if you're a dealer, you want all your people following this because you're going to make, make more, more money, money and close, close more, more deals. deals. Right. And there's and what are your two ways to, to uh, close more deals? Yeah, we could either increase our number of opportunities, which right. means spending more marketing money. Or, or we can get better at closing the deal. Close at a higher rate, right? Yeah. Which means coaching and involvement by the uh, management team. and Yeah, which is, I mean, it's less expensive, but it requires <laughs> your sales managers to actually do a little work. Right. I mean, so it comes down to how good of a motivator are you, Mr. Dealer? Right. And, and manager? Are you a stick or a carrot type guy? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to whip them into shape. Or, or you're gonna, gonna lead them? Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna mentor them. Yeah, which is another topic for another for another day. All right. So well, go ahead. I was just gonna say. So we, the the who took it? What happened? We need the details, right? For coaching purposes. For where are we getting stuck? Is there an issue? Especially what happened with the uh, if we're doing a save a deal meeting, mm-hmm. right? We need to know what happened on that day that deal the day before that we're meeting that next morning to go hey is there something here right did we miss an opportunity did we not put enough in the trade should we discount the vehicle some more you know what what happened was it price payment i love this topic and if if our audience can hear there are kids outside playing in the yard uh I lost my train of thought there. So, oh, that was a a wonderful topic that I want to do another podcast on is the morning sales meeting uh, or or the manager's. Yeah, the manager's meeting. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. daily manager meeting. Yeah, I I think that's very important to talk. What do we talk about in that? You know, how do we keep it from being a 30-minute just bitch session or what happened, you know, last night? Let's nail down some hard topics that we need to cover during this meeting to make it productive and efficient. Right. Be intelligent, be brief, and be gone. <laughs> <laughs> I like, you always have the best one-liners. Hey, brother, right? that's what I'm here for. All right, so what you're getting at is very convenient because it's the next step in the process. Right. Is all right, we've got all the information, we know who took it, we know what happened, now what's next? Yes. So... What's next could be a few things. It could be, like we said, the training. It could be examining our sales process. But literally, you know, down to brass tacks here, did we get an objection that we couldn't overcome? Right. Or are we scheduling follow-up for a future date? Are they going to come back tomorrow? You know, just basically, what is our plan to sell this vehicle to this customer? And the what's next could be... Within five minutes of them leaving the dealership. I agree. Let's say you have a BDC, right? You have a guy and we weren't able to put a deal together. And I mean, before he gets four tires off the, the parking lot, yeah. right? Who We want somebody on the phone who's not the salesperson calling them up saying, Hey, Mr. Customer, we appreciate you coming to the dealership today. Just wanted to give you a thank you. Also, wanted to see, you know, if there was one thing, just one thing that prevented you from buying today, what would that one thing be? Man, that that is always consistently one of the easiest ways to raise unit sales and profit is having that third party call, like, you know, a customer care rep, 
and, and just say, hey, you know, I work directly with the owner. I, my job is to call and make sure that, number one, everybody has a wonderful experience when they're shopping here. Oh, yeah. So first of all, let me ask, how was your experience? Now, now, most of the time, they're very complimentary. Sure. You know, the salesman oh, was great. great. You know, yeah. I just have to think about it. Okay, great. Hey, let me ask you this. Did you find a vehicle that you'd like, like to own? own. Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, I did. We're going to look around. You know, we've got to talk to my bank. got to see, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this, Mr. Customer. You know, again, third party attitude. I'm, I'm just, just I'm just checking to make sure you had a good experience. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to sell you anything. Right. Yeah. If there were one thing, just one thing that kept you from buying this vehicle while you were here today, what would that one thing be? Yeah. Just for our own education. The, the, we talk about this episode as about three questions. There are three questions that will sell you another car tomorrow. Oh, yeah. How was your experience? Uh, did you find a vehicle you'd like to own? And if there was one thing that kept you from buying, what would that one thing be? Oh, yeah. I love the story uh, Lawson Owen used to tell about a dealership that he worked at. And they would actually, in the middle of summer, they would stop. They had a gate where in order to get out from the dealership, yeah. they somebody had to lift the gate because they would keep it down <laughs> in the middle of summer. And like they had a, a man- community. And they would have a manager standing in that gate who would allow who would let people out. And as they pulled up, he'd go, they noticed he was they were driving out in their car. Hey, did you find something? No, everything yeah. good? You know, can I help you with anything that you know they weren't able to help you with? If not, if they said, no, 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 we're good. We're just, you know, going to go ahead and leave. And they, oh, okay, no problem. Here, and they had a cooler with dry ice in the bottom of it, and it was stacked full of half gallons of ice cream. Mm-hmm. And they would hand these in the middle of summer, yeah. hot summer, they would hand this gallon of ice cream and say, hey, this is our gift to you. Thank you so much for coming to the dealership. We really appreciate it. And he would ask, why do you think we gave them ice cream? Well, they couldn't go shopping. Where are they going to go, right? <laughs> they're going to go yeah, straight home. If they go to another dealership, they're going to leave this thing in their car and let it melt? No, they're going to go home, right? So that gives us that much more of an opportunity. It's a bold move, Cotton. To try to get them on the phone yeah. and slow them down or turn them around and get uh, them back to the dealership. This is one of the, my guilty pleasures of the car business is these things like that that, I mean... You could make a case that uh, that's a good business idea. I mean, that's just good marketing. That, I mean, that is, that's really entertaining. It, now, on the other hand... Who wouldn't like a half gallon of right? ice cream on a hot summer I, day? I know it. But at the same I time... Yeah, the genius. And it wasn't a pipe where they could just say, well, let's eat it real quick. Right. No. <laughs> it's a damn the genius of that idea. I thought, man, you know, I mean, somebody really thought through this thing. But if you don't have the cojones or the, the you know, that market, that Barnum and Bailey guy that can sit out there in 100 degree weather at the gate and give away half gallons of ice cream with a positive attitude. Right. Well, then the BDC or a customer care rep is a great second choice to, uh, to making yeah, that call. That's what I've said you know, to dealerships all over the country. If you have a BDC, why would you even let them get completely off the lot before somebody's calling them yeah. up with that non-confrontational, easy approach of, I just want to make sure you, I want to first thank you. Right? right. The whole purpose of my call is to thank you for coming to the dealership. We really do appreciate you giving us the opportunity because very few people ever get a thank you. So, hey, we just want to take the time to say thank you and just want to make sure you had a good experience. Did you have the kind of experience you were expecting when you came in the dealership? Right? Yeah. So. Yeah, that's, that. a, that's another double-edged sword but, there. Did you have the kind of experience you, you expected? Right. Well, I heard but, once that if we are meeting the customer's expectations, then we're, we're failing, failing miserably. Right. 
Because their expectations are so low and so horrible. And we know that on that type of call, 90% of the people are going to say, oh, yeah, everything was great. Right, right, yeah, right. You know, and right, the 10% right, right. are actually the ones that we can hopefully work with. Yeah. Right? Well, oh, well, well, let me no, tell you. Hey, hey, we can work with all of them, right? Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, the, but at least that 10% is upfront about their objection. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the Well, uh, they didn't give me enough of my trade. Yeah. Hold on, sir. Yeah. Just red alert, red alert. Yeah, you tried to I, steal my car from me. <laughs> I've got a live one here. Need a TO. Yeah. Um, so and then the the what's next. So we've got to make sure that we're we've got something in place where we don't just let these opportunities go and say, ah, they weren't really interested. Right? This is a, somebody who's going to buy a car, like you said, especially on the lineup, but on all of them. Phone up, internet lead. Somebody who's going to buy a car within a designated period of time just by nature of the fact that they've inquired of the dealership. Well, and let's address the skeptics out there that are, you know, the, the one-ofs, the, uh, well, what about this case? Let, let's just address all of that by saying your what's next could be I'm going to follow up with them in three months. You know, maybe sure. maybe they've got credit issues. Maybe they've just filed bankruptcy. You know, uh, there are a million reasons that are the one ofs right. that you could say, okay, maybe our what's next step is that in two months I send them a postcard. But you know, you've I don't still know. gone through the process. Right. You've still done the, the you practice have, you of saying, actively, right, what is next? Yeah, you've actively engaged and managed the process. Right. You've determined our next step is three months out. We didn't just decide because the salesman was like, oh, well, I'm not really sure. I might give that guy a call in a couple days. He writes it on his calendar. Yeah. Man, and then, he flips, Mr. Mr. then at the end of the month, he tears that page off and starts a brand new guy. Okay. Out with the old, in with the new. It's a new month. I need some ups. Well, where's my leads? <laughs> So. Well, let, let me summarize here. I made some notes here, Ray. So let me run you through these notes. real quickly. Yeah. Look at you. I know it. Well, you know, I'm, I'm passionate about the car business, buddy. Oh. What, you don't have notes? No. Yeah, I got notes. Okay. <laughs> I got notes. So we both have notes. Right. All right. So the, the who. I thought the who in a sales world is either going to be the BDC or an internet department or a salesperson. Okay. Right. Either either the sales department, an internet department, or the BDC. That's going to be the who. And then what happened is either we set a, an appointment to get back together, and whether that's a virtual or a phone call, or you know, we set a future action in the CRM. Or we sold them a car. Well, that's yeah. If we right. sold them, then the process is done. You know, then then the what's next is yeah, we yeah, do owner follow up. Yeah. The, the All right. But we're we're assuming that we didn't whatever. sell a car. In this, uh, so yeah, what happened is either we do have a future follow up, right, or we came across an objection that we could not overcome. Okay, in which case that manager involvement becomes so much more powerful. Right. I mean, I always say that typically sales managers become sales managers because they were good salespeople. Right. Or, or they're part of the family. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Or they know somebody. Or there's right? nepotism there. But hey, you know. <laughs> right. Hey, some, which, some of the best hate. sales managers I knew were related to the dealers. Really. And so. some of the worst. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Had a PhD. Yeah. Papa had dealership. <laughs> but yeah, either. So what happened is, you know, the whole story of what happened, and now either we have an appointment for future follow-up or we have a reason that, you know, an objection we can't overcome, which right. I think that is very, very valuable to have an objection we can't overcome. Number one, it's a training opportunity. Yes. Number two, 
if we can overcome that, we probably have a deal. Mm-hmm. So we, we have ways to put deals together if we've come across this objection we can't overcome. And then what's next is, yeah, either we have a future appointment, we have future follow-up scheduled, right. or what's next is we get a manager involved. Yeah. So, and, which is my hopeful goal, oh, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I want the goal to be at the end of this process – Tommy, the sales manager, is going to give him a call and get him back in here and let's start working the deal. Yeah, again. many calls I've had with with customers and said, "Hey, I was just speaking with with Tommy and said you were in here looking at a Why car." Why did I pick Tommy as a sales manager? Uh, what the uh, hell? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what a weird. What about Tom? <laughs> All right. So, does it matter, John? What I mean, about really? Don? Don's a good sales manager name. <laughs> no, we don't like Don. Don. He's a finance guy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Don, all the fun. Butch. Butch is a great sales manager name. All right. What, what name would you like us to use, John? God. Stanley. Okay. So, Frederico had this customer, and <laughs> I, as a sales manager, call him up and say, Hey, you know, I was just talking with Frederico, and he said, you know, we, we had some issues going on. I just want to make sure that, you know, we did everything that we could in order to try to earn your business. Was there anything that was left out there? I didn't have a chance to meet you or look at your deal while you were here. But you know what? It looks like this was a something that we might be able to get to terms on. Is, would you agree or no? Well, you know, and they disclosed to me and I go, you know what? Let me work on that. Actually, do you have time right now? I, I know you just left the dealership. If, if you don't mind, give me just a few minutes. If you have just a few more minutes today, I'd really like to see what I could do on your behalf. I mean, God, they're talking to the manager. Did you and, say things like, uh, look, I think I could, I got a little wiggle room. I got a little wiggle room here. Uh, I think I can no, sweeten I the pot like, a little bit. If you have just a few more minutes, I'd really like to see what I can do. Because it looked to me like we we are very close. And I would love that opportunity just to see if I can't help overcome some of these issues that we have. Would some cookies help? <laughs> no, these are falling flat. Yeah, they are, yeah. I'm, oh, I'm not... Uh, I'm trying, John. You like the wiggle room? <laughs> I did. I like that one. But it went downhill from there. So, John, uh, I think that brings us to the end of this episode. However, a little housekeeping. Mm-hmm. Our next two episodes... So we're going to do controlling the conversation, uh, mentoring versus managing. Right. Um, and we're going to talk about the uh, sales manager's meeting. Oh, and the save a deal or yeah. uh, the sales manager's meeting? Yeah, yeah, that's what I said, the sales manager's meeting. Yeah, that is what you said. The sales save a deal meeting. And also, yeah. today's Tuesday, but moving forward on Thursdays and, or Tuesdays and Thursdays after today, we are going to be live. On where? We're going to be live on Facebook and... Twitch. Possibly Twitch. Yeah. We've been plugging Twitch. We thought we were going to go that way, and then uh, we're thinking maybe we'll do Facebook. Well, we're going to do Twitch. We're just going to simulcast oh. on Facebook. Okay. So we'll be on this Facebook This will be interesting live. to see how our sound engineer works this all out. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to that myself. <laughs> but, yeah, we're going to, we're going to uh, pull back the curtain, so to speak, let you all see us do this live, uh, what we actually say and what we edit to produce for our podcast are completely different. Hey, Ray. What? You can't tune a fish. You can't tune a fish? Yeah, that's the punchline. I forget the joke, but that's, you remember that joke? No. 
You, can, you can't tune a fish. You can tune a piano, but you can't tune a fish. <laughs> That's the punchline. I forget the joke, though. You don't remember I, I would encourage you to start with the joke part and not with the punchline. I don't Just, remember the joke. <laughs> it sounds like you did. I was hoping you remember. You can't tune a <laughs> piano, but you can tune a fish. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, can... thank you for joining us. Yes, we appreciate you listening. And uh, we hope that you will tune into our live stream. Yeah, this and, Thursday. And stump us. Stump the chumps. Yeah, give us some feedback. We, we Our intent is to live stream so that we can get feedback live while we're on our recording here and respond to your questions. Hey, we accept praise, but we will also uh, d- debate the haters. We will debate the haters. Yeah, and we'll we prove will, you wrong. And we will accept your donation. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy the podcast, you can go to SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com where you can listen to additional episodes, read articles, and learn more about John and Ray. We also cover topics such as automotive sales and service, best practices, training, and techniques that you can put in place today to sell more vehicles and write more ROs. Or gain more dollars per RO. To register for a total dealership assessment, you can visit the website for more information or simply send an email to info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. What's that email address again? It's info ray at Saturday morning sales meeting.com. It's info ray at Saturday morning sales meeting.com. No, Ray, it's just info at Saturday morning sales meeting.com. So just info at Saturday morning sales meeting.com. You've got it. Great. <laughs>